Hey guys, welcome back to the Leah Podcast. And today we'll be talking about languages and their importance and why they're dying out. Hey guys, welcome back to the Leah Podcast. And today we'll be talking about languages and their importance and why they're dying out. So we're going to start by talking about the importance of having a diverse language. Like, the more diversity, for one, that's really important. You get a sense of other people's culture. Like, you may not have visited there before, but just by me talking to you, I feel like I know where you're from. <laughs> and you get, like, more job opportunities, and it's a greater diversity. Like, there's so many people who speak different languages in America. And having that connection with meeting other people is very important. I'm going to give an example of somewhere where languages are dying. My example would be Afghanistan. And it's an article written by Noshin Abarazara. And Afghanistan has 23 endangered languages. That is so many. And the question I want to ask is, does violence play a role in that? And it does. In Afghanistan, it does. So in Afghanistan, the words and the languages, they all have like political meaning. And in America, what people speak, if it stands for politics, that's something that we usually like stray away from. So in Afghanistan, of course, they're going to stray away from it. So the languages that are being used in Afghanistan, it causes violence. And when I say violence, I mean like people getting killed. And let's take for example. So in Afghanistan... There were a group of students, and they decided that they were going to stand up for what the government was trying to do, push a different language on them. And they decided that they were going to use a language that they were taught. And they ended up being killed. And the minister in 2006 of Afghanistan, he gained obsession control over the public language and what he wanted them to speak, what he wanted them to say. Basically, having them hide their real language, having them hide their voices. If I can't speak what I want to speak, then I might as well not speak at all. I might as well just be mute. So the languages spoken in Afghanistan are Dari and Farsi. So in 2018, Farsi was created. Now it is old and it's dying out because the government is pushing the Darcy language since 1964. It's a new government, so they want them to speak a new developing language. 50% of Afghanistan now speaks Darcy. And it's like 12.5, 12.5 million are like native, and then 2.5 million in Pakistan speak Farsi. And Farsi is spoken about 35 million, so that's still a higher than Dar, even though the government is still pushing. People are starting to sneak languages and speak it. And in Afghanistan natives, they're feeling that the Darcy language is being forced on them by the government. And if I'm forced to speak, I might as well not speak at all. Hey guys, welcome back to the Leah Podcast. And today we'll be talking about languages and their importance and why they're dying out. So we're going to start by talking about the importance 
of having a diverse language. Like, the more diversity, for one, that's really important. You get a sense of other people's culture. Like, you may not have visited there before, but just by me talking to you, I feel like I know where you're from. <laughs> and you get, like, more job opportunities, and it's a greater diversity. Like, there's so many people who speak different languages in America. And having that connection with meeting other people is very important. I'm going to give an example of somewhere where languages are dying. My example would be Afghanistan. And it's an article written by Noshin Abarazara. And Afghanistan has 23 endangered languages. That is so many. And the question I want to ask is, does violence play a role in that? And it does. In Afghanistan, it does. So in Afghanistan, the words and the languages, they all have like political meaning. And in America, when people speak, if it stands for politics, that's something that we usually like stray away from. So in Afghanistan, of course, they're going to stray away from it. So the languages that are being used in Afghanistan, it causes violence. And when I say violence, I mean like people getting killed. And let's take for example. So in Afghanistan... There were a group of students, and they decided that they were going to stand up for what the government was trying to do, push a different language on them. And they decided that they were going to use a language that they were taught. And they ended up being killed. And the minister in 2006 of Afghanistan, he gained obsession control over the public language and what he wanted them to speak, what he wanted them to say. Basically, having them hide their real language, having them hide their voices. If I can't speak what I want to speak, then I might as well not speak at all. I might as well just be mute. So the languages spoken in Afghanistan are Dari and Farsi. So in 2018, Farsi was created. Now it is old and it's dying out because the government is pushing the Darsi language since 1964. It's a new government, so they want them to speak a new developing language. 50% of Afghanistan now speaks Darsi. And it's like 12.5 million are like native. And then 2.5 million in Pakistan speak Farsi. And Farsi is spoken by 35 million. So that's still higher than Dari. Even though the government is still pushing. People are starting to sneak languages and speak it. And in Afghanistan natives, they're feeling that the Darsi language is being forced on them by the government. And if I'm forced to speak... I might as well not speak at all. For example, my grandmother, she passed away when I was 13 years old, and we asked her like plenty of questions about her heritage and her growing up and how difficult was it trying to adapt to the different languages. So my grandmother grew up in Montecope, Jamaica, and she speaks Padua. And asking her questions like, how was it? How did you adapt? Like, how long did it take you? And she would just say things like, she felt like when she first got to America, that it was like forced on her to speak a different language that she didn't really know. Like, she knew it because Padua is like broken English. Basically, but it's still kind of difficult to try to adapt. So, when she first started to adapt into this new language, it was like speaking her previous language wasn't allowed anymore. Not like allowed, but kind of like. 
kind of like covered shot basically. But she could only speak it when she was around. When she was around, the people knew her language, like uh, her mother, her father, and like her uncles. Stuff like that, my different family member that grew up. So now I'm going to introduce an interview that was produced by Amari Deloge and DeAndre Pimpson. And we're interviewing um, Mr. Mir. And he was asking questions based on his language. He said some good, useful things. So yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to the Leah Podcast. And today we'll be talking about languages and their importance and why they're dying out. So we're going to start by talking about the importance of having a diverse language. Like the more diversity for one, that's really important. You get a sense of other people's culture. You may not have visited there before, but just by me talking to you, I feel like I know where you're from. <laughs> and you get, like, more job opportunities, and it's a greater diversity. Like, there's so many people who speak different languages in America. And having that connection with meeting other people is very important. Now, let, I'm going to give an example of somewhere where languages are dying. My example would be Afghanistan. And it's an article written by Noshin Abarazara. And Afghanistan has 23 endangered languages. That is so many. And the question I want to ask is, does violence play a role in that? And it does. In Afghanistan, it does. So in Afghanistan, the words and the languages, they all have like political meaning. And in America, what people speak, if it stands for politics, that's something that we usually like stray away from. So in Afghanistan, of course, they're going to stray away from it. So the languages that are being used in Afghanistan, it causes violence. When I say violence, I mean like people getting killed. And let's take for example. So in Afghanistan, there were a group of students. And they decided that they were going to stand up or what the government was trying to do, push a different language on them. And they decided that they were going to use a language that they were taught. And they ended up being killed. And the minister in 2006 of Afghanistan, he gained obsession control over the public language and what he wanted them to speak, what he wanted them to say. Basically having them hide their real language, having them hide their voices. If I can't speak what I want to speak, then I might as well not speak at all. I might as well just be mute. So the languages spoken in Afghanistan are Dari and Farsi. So in 2018, Farsi was created. Now it is old and it's dying out because the government is pushing the Darsi language since 1964. It's a new government, so they want them to speak a new developing language. 50% of Afghanistan now speaks Darsi. And it's like 12.5. 12.5 million are like native, and then 2.5 million in Pakistan speak Farsi. And Farsi is spoken about 35 million, so that's still a higher than Dar, even though the government is still pushing. People are starting to sneak languages and speak it. And the Afghanistan natives, they're feeling that the Darsi language is being forced on them by the government. And if I'm forced to speak, I might as well not speak at all. For example, my grandmother, she passed away when I was 
that's 10 years old and we asked her like plenty of questions about her heritage and her growing up and how difficult was it trying to adapt to the different languages so my grandma there grew up in Montego Bay, Jamaica and she speaks Padua and asking her questions like how was it how did you adapt like how long did it take you and she would just say things like she felt like when she first got to America that it was like forced on her to speak a different language that she didn't really know like she knew it because Padua is like broken English basically but it's still kind of difficult to try to adapt so when she first started to adapt into this new language it was like speaking her previous language wasn't allowed anymore not like allowed but kind of like kind of like covered shots basically but she could only speak it when she was when she was around the people who knew her language like uh, her mother her father and like her uncles stuff like that my different family member that grew up so now i'm going to introduce an interview that was produced by amari deloge and deandre pimpson where interviewing um mr Miller, and he was asking questions based on his language he said some good useful things so yeah